right. Uh, I actually just got done recording this podcast, and I'm trying to edit and get it out quick because we're we're a little behind schedule for the podcast this week. But um, this week is um my buddy Matt. Matt and I are remarkably similar in a lot of ways. The, like pros and cons, fault like the good aspects of us and our flaws. It's all the same. It's it, it's <laughs> you're gonna see it throughout this podcast the fact that me and him really can't focus on anything and really jump around between a ton of different topics and are just but overall it's like having him as a friend has been really great and I'm glad he came by to do the podcast um he's always welcome back of course it was a you're gonna hear uh some weird conversations today we mainly talk about movies uh for the for the big chunk of this shocker I know um but we talk about movies for the, a good chunk of this podcast. And if you want to see uh, more of Matt, I'm going to plug his stuff right here. You can follow him on uh, Metro Live on... I might get this wrong. It, it's down in the description, but it's Metro Live and Matica, both two two different Twitch accounts. So if you want to see him do that, or you can see him uh, on our WandaVision commentary, which uh, you'll find on... Uh, you'll find it some some new places soon, but you're also gonna you'll find it on the the YouTube channel. So that's today's podcast, Mike uh, Matt Schweiker. I hope I said your name Matt right, buddy. Uh, that's him. He's a good guy. You should all check him out and uh, have a good have a good rest of the your day wherever you are. I want you to have a good day. Remember that. have to like go into streamer mode or anything okay uh, it's I mean, it, on ghana yeah you can <laughs> i mean it's just it's the most laid back show show i i was texting a friend by the way i pressed the uh-huh. button uh i was texting a friend earlier today and she was like she was thinking about coming to do it and i and she asked me it's like well what's the style it's like i only saw the first episode you guys did i'm like well that's it it's just <laughs> it's just it's the podcast is whatever we want it to be like it's pretty cool. It's pretty chill. Okay. Across the... Okay. And that's that's cool. really just what I want it to be. It's the fun hobby more than anything. Although I am extremely pleased with the numbers and the 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 amount of excitement I've gotten from like friends and stuff of like wanting to come do it or uh, watching it for themselves. Yeah, a, a podcast is always a fun way. I mean, I've always enjoyed podcasts. As I, I mean, me and you are very similar with like. In a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, you were similar but, to a scary degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I, podcasts are fun. And and absolutely, man. And I'm excited that you're doing them. Um, and I hope that they grow. That they, they grow in uh, nature. Also, I apologize if my mic kind of goes in and out because I'm looking between my monitors and I have it set up in streaming mode. So I'm always looking at one monitor. So if my mo- my levels go in and out, that's why. You sound fine. Okay, cool. Uh the um, it, it's been weird because it's like me and Jake were talking about doing it at the very beginning. It was like, well, it's like, how do we want to do this? Because you're leaving in a few months, and I was like, I I'm gonna start it with I'm gonna start it just because I want to, and I want an, a new creative outlet. And then uh, 
So me and him have just been banking the podcast like crazy, and that's where all the top tens come out once a month. Okay. Uh, which at the time of this recording, the only the first one is out, but we've recorded like four or five of them at this point. So I actually just texted him. It's like, what what are we talking about on Friday? Because <laughs> we ha- <laughs> we haven't actually coordinated that, and it's Wednesday. Um. Uh, so we yeah, got, we we gotta figure that out. But it's um. It, what I really like is just the ability to like go back and forth and really have an excuse just to like talk to people for no reason. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to anything like this, especially like anything creative wise, you just got to do it. Exactly. There's no like, how are you going to go about it? Like, what, what do we do? We, let's plan this out. Um, You just got to do it. I mean, sure, like um, I've worked on productions plenty of times where, you know, there's there's a lot of planning, but you there's surprisingly like a, a big amount of just like let's just do it let's the, just roll it let's the, see how this goes there's two quotes i will i always remember it the first one is um um it's that it doesn't matter if what you make is good it just matters if it exists and if it exists at least you have something and someone may uh find it good or at least maybe you'll have fun doing it and the other thing i always remember is um there, it was specifically talking about movies. It's like there's the movie you write, the movie you shoot, and the movie you edit. And I yeah. remember, I remember that last point more than anything because I'm like, no matter what, I can fix this in the edit as much as I can. Nothing's ever what you're gonna want it to be. No, but you also, you... but it's also like nothing is. No one else has the idea, the same idea you have in your head. Like you're yeah. the highest standard I have to meet is my own because I, I I'm so I'm gonna be harder on myself than I am gonna be on anything else. You're your own worst critic. I've learned that many of years now. Um, not you in particular, but like you, your mind. Yeah, I'm your worst critic, you. Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're God. a failure for the record. Oh, no, no, please, <laughs> I'll do better. <laughs> um. Yeah. The... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Oh no, you go. Uh, no, you I, go. I'm not. You go. No, you. Because I don't know what this, I'm saying. This is I'm... the podcast. <laughs> this is the rest of the podcast. Is no after you. After you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flight off. Oh, dude, we got a classic Canadian standout. Standout right here, dude. It uh, it scares me how similar our brains work. <laughs> and I, I was thinking about this because I was like, uh, I was thinking it's like, all right, I, before every podcast, I always like. I give the quick little uh, opening segment where I talk, and I'm just like, I give a quick explanation of what this is so I can just fade straight into the conversation. Uh-huh. Uh, I just like how that flows. But I was thinking about, like, all right, what am I going to say about Matt? And I was like, well, he's definitely, he's definitely a friend who, he's definitely a friend I have where it's like I'm allowed to be as stupid as I am because <laughs> he's just as stupid as I am. On yeah. The- it's the it's the weird compliment it's the yin and yang of just being allowed it's when you're around friends that are allowed you truly allowed to be yourself and be that chaotic energy that i appreciate the most thank you thank you um it is my crippling adhd that uh people have told me it's like it's like you snort cocaine every time you wake up i'm like that is scarily accurate and I do not do drugs, but that is scary. <laughs> scary accurate in a metaphorical yeah. sense. Metaphorical yeah, exactly. drugs. 
Metaphorical drugs. Metaphorical real drugs. No, I'm just kidding. Metaphorical. Metaphorical. <laughs> Metaphorical. I wish. There's still. <laughs> That's the problem I've realized with like. I realized this with the word literally that I feel like it's been used so much in like a comedic sense that it's almost hard to convey actual something literal. Like if I say yeah. it's literally this. And then I'm like, wait a minute, it's not literally that. English is a weird language where we just it, make up whatever we want. That that phrase alone is so funny to me because everybody uses it as figuratively instead of actually <laughs> the meaning of the word. So when you hear literally, you actually take it as figuratively. figurative. You do the opposite of what the meaning like the meaning of the word went 180 or 360. No, yeah, well, no, 180. That is one right. eight, I was right the first time. No, 360 what? and we'd be back to literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was right the first time. Uh, it went it went like a full 180 and now it just means figuratively because like when people say i literally mean this i don't take them seriously no but i, I should because that's what the word that's means. what the word literally means that's what i've <laughs> noticed that's what i noticed in school which was like anytime there was a um there was a um a test i had taken i didn't know the answer i would be like i would go back to like sixth grade english class where i'm like all right so the root word of this is this is like mono and the thing I'm looking for is one of is one thing within this other thing. So I'm gonna assume that that's it. It was like a weird way because I'm like it's a weird way my brain works when like when I was taking tests and stuff that was like I have to I I might not know the answer but I know the path that will get me to the answer. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. It was just like I have a weird roundabout way of like coming across things and like. It liter liter like literature and like words especially I'm like from like reading and writing scripts and analyzing what I what I love doing which is to analyze stories and stuff it's like uh like reading an actual script to a movie I like I find to be I find to be super fun to be and look at like how it translated from the script to the screen which is like. Uh, you've seen Iron Man, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, of course. And I I read the script for Iron Man one, which I I just found. I don't remember. Um, I, I think it's been leaked or stuff, but um. Yeah. I I was reading the script, and one of the things I noticed right off the bat is that opening scene, where you know Tony the his car explodes, the back and black scene, and all that. Yeah. Um. In the, Jeep, the Hummer. In the script, Rhodey is in the car with him. In huh. the original draft, because I was in yeah. in the movie, it's not like that at all. It's just some, uh, it's the guy with doing like the peace signs, <laughs> and he's yeah, and Tony's don't like, "Don't put this on MySpace." Yeah, we all remember those days. <laughs> the, those good old days of two thousand eight. Oh my god, dude! I cannot that oh, that movie. I was I was uh, I I saw that movie in theaters, man. I think I that kid. that might have been one of the first movies I saw in theaters. The more I think about it. It's the first, uh, it's definitely one of the first I remember seeing. I think the first movie I remember seeing in theaters was the second Star Wars movie, the second prequel. Uh, maybe Mmm, that's a good question. What came out first? I don't think I saw any of the prequels in theaters. I don't well, Yeah, well I mean considering that that the th- uh number what? 3 came out in 2006. Um mm, it, it, I might have saw that one. I don't remember. I, I saw that one actually quite a few times. I mean, granted, that was definitely the best out of the three trilogies. But yeah, no, I mean, 
I've, I strictly remember going to see Attack on the Clones as a little, 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 little Matt. And I was so excited. Here's these clones all over the place. Oh, by the way, people who are listening who don't know me, uh, I am not significantly older than Johnny. But I am, in fact, older than Johnny. <laughs> I haven't made yes, that very we, we do make a lot of boomer jokes. Yeah, we do, you do. Even though, we like, do. the the, ga- the age gap between us is minimal. It, like, it doesn't it's matter. Big, yeah. It doesn't matter. Um... Star Wars, though, it's like I just had a conversation with Jake about like some Star Wars opinion because we recorded our um, this won't be out for a couple months, but it's um, it was our top 10 favorite TV shows. And we also did our top 10 favorite movies and a Star Wars movie did not make it onto my list, despite me being a huge Star Wars fan. And and I teased it. I was like, it's because Star Wars, the Clone Wars is on my top 10 TV shows list. Mm. And I, I I went on a little tirade talking about how I think Star Wars is just better suited for the um for the TV format as opposed to the movie format because most of the Star Wars shows have been pretty great. Most of the um most of the movies though are sh- are iffy at best at times. I this is going to be a controversial opinion, but this is actually something I've I. Coming from a family full of sci-fi nerds, my dad has been the biggest Star Trek person I've ever met. My brother's a huge, bigger than me, and I'm a pretty big Star Wars nerd. Way bigger than me. He's an insane Star Wars nerd. Um, for me, I'm a, I'm a bigger Doctor Who than Star Wars. Um, but the, the, the thing the thing about Star Wars, and I've realized this over the years, is that it's 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 an amazing world building, yeah, concept. And v- media, uh, very okay storytelling concept. It is a great D and D campaign. I- exactly. Yeah, the world building is fam- is phenomenal. The races, everything about it, it's you know Star Trek also has that kind of same same deal. Where, like the world building is really solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, storytelling is meh. Sometimes great, sometimes meh. Some yeah, but it, I, it really I, depends on the series. It made me realize with Star Wars, I'm like. No, because I, I went through it. I was like, Mandalorian, Clone Wars, the latter half of Rebels. Uh, I, I consider those all to be some of the best parts of Star Wars. And then I looked at the movies. Yeah. And I'm like, I like <sighs> New Hope, Empire, Rogue One. I, pr- I enjoyed a decent amount and parts of Return of the Jedi and parts of Return of the Sith. I actually consider... uh. Episode 2, which is Attack of the Clones, right? That's mm-hmm. what it's called. Here's the problem with that movie, especially because I had to think about that. I think that's the worst of them, of like all the Star Wars movies. It's... Not because it's bad, but because it actually does a crime worse than being bad. It's just forgettable. Dude, it's boring. It, it is. I, 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 I know I've seen the... that movie several times. I couldn't tell you what happens in it. Dude, I, I, again, I've also seen the movie quite a few times. It's just, it doesn't, it, there's no impact to it. Yeah. Uh, and also, the other thing, it, it makes sense why they did this. But I actually do think this is probably one of the biggest problems with Star, with the, the trilogy alone. And 3 kind of did it better because, again, time-wise, they focused a little too much on the CGI in, in Attack of the Clones. There is no clone on screen that was practical effect all the clones all the armor were all cgi they did that on purpose to keep it kind of like congruent I, so you wouldn't 
there wouldn't be any jumps between the two. Yeah, I get that with the whole the fact that it is um like you obviously have to use the same guy. I forget his name, but um Well, it, it's also the armor. The armor all the really armor? Why well, I don't get yeah. why all the armor would be like that. It was it was I guess the thinking was they were they really wanted these epic battles. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Two Although how forgettable it is, there were some pretty big scale battles in two. Yeah, I do remember the like the ending fights and yeah that kind of stuff. I remember the Coliseum and all that. Um, honestly, I think the most I remember out of that movie actually comes from the Lego game. oh dude yeah i can believe it though god those kids were fucking fun dude all the lego games are just amazing like they they give you such fun environments and characters to play with because like you don't have to focus on like super intense graphics rather it's lego just do the lego thing hey anybody who wants to go watch the original trilogies don't worry just play the lego game just 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 play the complete saga (laughs) you know Experience the entire, you experience the whole thing from Star Wars from the from the Lego video games. Don't well, worry. While we're You'll still on the subject of the of the clones, though, one yeah. of the things that I really enjoy about um about Clone Wars in particular is they kind of get they kind of in live action. It's like the clone is all ba- is all it's just one actor who's playing all of them. Yeah. In Clone Wars, they. They tweak their looks so they all look the same in the movies, which, of course, they're clones. It's fine. That makes sense. Yeah. In this t- in the Clone Wars TV show, they they all look the same, but they they shift slightly. And you can actually there's actually a um, there's a behind the scenes where they talk about the this they show like a triangle and where like clones stand between like Rex Dogma and uh like one other clone. And they all. They're all the same. They're still clearly the same person, but maybe their brows are slightly different, or maybe uh the the their teeth. They're all they're all slightly different, just enough to where you can you can add you can dis- differentiate between the bunch of them, even if it's like a close up shot between different ones. Because Rex does doesn't look he looks unique, and it, part of it is because like the shaved head and the unique armor yeah. and stuff. But the the actual facial structure of all the clones are slightly different, and I like that kind of detail because I I think it adds a lot more personality to them. But that, I mean, that's coming from the other hand of of uh, the of the now you're talking VFX over animation, and they do overlap a lot of the. I mean, you have you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Well, you can't have animation without VFX. One propels the other um, a lot. Yeah, exactly, but. The the other issue is is with with that is like you're you're talking about like a a, a movie versus a TV series like a fully animated mm-hmm. TV series where you can pay attention to the detail versus in a movie you really you really can't because you got so much other I mean which it sounds crazy when when I, once I say it out loud you're like well that makes no sense you, there's so much more of a TV show than a movie and yes there is however there's number one there's a bigger team with an, with there's a purely animation studio there's a bigger team. There is different people working on it. But mm-hmm. when you're working on VFX, it's a surprisingly small team. And yeah. they got a lot to work with. Even, so, even huge Marvel teams, the the if you look at the VFX groups on them, it it's it looks like a sizable team, but for the amount of work they have to put into it, it's really oh not. Oh god. 
Yeah, dude. And like, I, I can go on a full, just like a whole tangent about the amazing VFX was was done on the Marvel movies, and especially with just like Thanos in general as an as a VFX character. Like all those pores and all the attention and details that they just put into those movies. What I oh my god! One of my favorite things they point that is in that it was like I think they uh, it was first occurred to me with like watching a corridor video video when I was like oh wait they're right Thanos has stubble he does yeah this weird this weird gross chin man ha- ha- actually has stubble because our brains have to process without that he would look even weirder and it would look like something that's not real to us and that gets Crazy. into uncanny valley stuff but like yeah Pre- like crazy experiment that you can do at home watch affinity war pause it at any point in time on thanos he's gonna look photoreal no matter what point yeah. in time you pause it at and that is the level of detail that they put into the movie um and it's just it's impressive it's generally impressive and you know it it, it won a quite a bit of awards because of it and it definitely deserved them that this it was a, this also gets what? into like you pause at any point yeah it will look photo real but does it look good in motion and uh in those movies specifically it looks fantastic in motion it looks amazing yeah uh but movement is one of those things that can really sell and th- this gets more into like my, my forte which is more animation and cartoon style stuff it was like the way movement wh- one of my favorite things to look at is the squash squash squat <laughs> words are not going to work today <laughs> Squatch and stretch of various cartoon characters and how much, um, of course, that's one of like the key principles they'll teach you if, if you go to school is how yeah. much they can compress and how much they can stretch. And it, it, it varies based on the property where you look at something like um, Hunchback of Notre Dame, where it's like um, a lot of them. Uh, a lot of Disney stuff specifically is they're a lot more rigid. They're a lot more, they move like humans. There's sometimes even straight up rotoscoping at times um, to make it look human. And really that, that does allow a certain level of connection that you can build to these characters. It allows them, them to pe- appear more human to a v- wider audience. Uh, yeah. And and in the time where it was like before Beauty and the Beast, it, there wasn't they weren't getting Oscar nominations, but they were working towards that, and that they really had to bank off your emotions. While if you go to like what Warner Brothers was doing in that same time span, uh, they they didn't they weren't very human. Like Bugs Bunny and all, all the Looney Tunes moved in bizarre and fun these ways. Cra- yeah, these crazy but also yeah fun fun ways. Um, and, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And uh, and one of my favorite examples is if is specifically Tom and Jerry. If you look at Tom, there is a very specific level that he he might compress flat for a moment, but then he'll spring back up. And the way he springs back up is always the certain his uh, ability to compress can go to that flat level, but he'll always spring back up to the that kind of middle ground between being fully extended and not. Or yeah. completely flat. That's that's interesting to me because coming from like a, a via VSX artist uh, artist um, aspect, for me the most most important and selling aspect of anything is lighting. Lighting is so key. But 
anime uh, like the the funny thing with that is like for, especially for like anything vfx and you might put you might be like well lighting is not that important you're all you people a lot of people forget you're dealing with two you're dealing with with number one you're dealing with three three things in general um and um but the biggest thing you're also dealing with is uh you're you're putting anything you're putting a real life uh, uh you're putting a a uh animated object in a real life world and when it when it comes to that lighting is the most important thing you have to remember that and uh going back to attack I mean, going back to attack on clones if you watch that if you watch yoda at any point the lightsaber shines on his face but any other character the lightsaber does not I, every other character the lightsaber does not shine on that does not shine the color glow on their body because yoda is a fully cg character so they can pull that off <laughs> that's really uh, that's a really good point <laughs> but yeah i'm laughing because you said um <laughs> you said attack on clones and oh. <laughs> we were just watching attack on titan earlier and it now was. all i'm thinking about is the clone <laughs> troopers trying to fight titans <laughs> oh my god <laughs> It's because we were talking about Attack on Titan. That it did. That did. That did. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Attack of the Titan. Attack. Oh, brain. Attack on Clones. Oh my God. Um. No, I. I've always, I've always leaned more. I. I have a genuine love of animation, and when when that top ten TV shows and the top ten movies come out, you're really gonna see me go in go into those because i i talk about i don't want to spoil it but there's there's some i think about 60 or 70 percent of my tv shows list was animated there was only a couple live action (laughs) stuff on there and it was because i I, I can just i can i get enveloped by that that art by the art of these shows really the the fact that yeah they are art they are this own this specific art form really blows my mind and really like enwraps me and i i know people that are like to get back to the disney thing it's like i really just they tell me it's like i can't feel for these characters because like they're cartoons but i actually have the reverse effect where i feel even more because you can control their emotions to such a higher degree and you can literally make the music timing perfect and everything can be frame perfect in an animation and that and I think that's why I, I think that's why I get wrapped in it so much. Yeah, it's, yeah, I I totally agree. I I also I also love animation, um, especially you know, as as you would know, uh, I'm a I'm a big anime fan. I I love I love the the realisticness that they they put and the time and effort they put into those shows, um animation in general is such a an amazing invention and you can do so much with it as well um i find it crazy how uh, how animation has became over the years is now anime now modern day animation um shoots in and 24 frames per second which is um where people are like oh that seems very low most movies play in 30 frames per second um to give to blow everybody's who's not a movie buff like me and Johnny's a fan. Uh, yeah, that's how movies are shot. I know. And occasionally they'll do, like, um, occasionally they, they'll do something even further, where you, uh, like um, what Gemini Man did, where the movie was shot in 120 frames. 
Yeah. And it looks weird at moments because you can tell there's something about it where you're like, I think, I don't know if we've just been conditioned that movies should look in a certain way or that they should, um, we definitely have been because ever since Citizen Kane, everyone has been, it, that, that's, that's modernized, that, as much as people will go on, it's like you'll hear people talk about how that's the greatest movie on the time. In reality, what it did was just set a precedent for how movies were shot moving forward. Yes, yes, absolutely it did. And uh, I think that's his greatest accomplishment, not exactly that's like the greatest piece of cinema or anything. I think it's it, hard. It's hard to judge what the greatest piece of cinema, but I also agree that's not the greatest piece of cinema. I do. I also. I also agree that it is definitely. It it it, it pulled. You know what it did. It, it pulled a weather, Wizard of Oz where it uh, changed everything. Yeah, everything. And there's there's something to be said about the ability to do that. Like, um, yeah. I, I will rag on uh, Avatar forever. <laughs> I, I do not particularly enjoy that movie. But um, even to this day, I see, and I'm talking about the James Cameron Avatar. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I say that to people, it's like, you talk about how you love that show, and I'm like, Last Airbender is the greatest TV show in the history of the planet, or the history of TV shows. But the James Cameron Avatar, uh, I finally saw a comment on on Reddit or something that that summed it up for me. It said, "I always thought that James Cameron's Avatar was a great tech demo and a eh movie." Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of like yeah. That's how I felt about it too. I I thought the movie was okay. I didn't I I didn't think it was bad. Um, it it suffered from a lot of lazy writing, uh, and that can be very apparent from the uh the number one the main the main characters uh the main villains goal, shit's just that's just lazy. But more importantly, you could tell the lazy writing from the fucking on it. I'm sorry. Also, language. Can we curse in this podcast? Yes, you or, can. Or, if feel free. Uh, from from the uh, from the unatanium, I hate the, that name. The hard metal. I you gotta get not man. underestimate it's how just, much I hate that name. They, they James Cameron set out to to change the world with a very visual effect to 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 really change the world with his visual effects on that movie. And you know what? In a lot of ways, he did that. In a lot of ways, probably should have spent a little bit more time on the writing aspect, but. Again, that what I don't think that's the that's not the best selling movie in the world anymore, right? No, Endgame beat it actually. Yeah, for and a long time that was the number one and it selling was, movie. But here's the thing: Do you ever hear people talking about that movie? No, no. Like that it, also came out like, what, it was 2015, 2009, 2009. I pulled up a list Fuck. of James Cameron movie because I was about to go off about some stuff, and it says 2009. Oh, fuck. So God. a year after Iron Man, Avatar came out. Fuck, I'm old. <laughs> and to be uh. clear, it's been, uh, it's been uh, over 10 years now, and Avatar 2 is still just in production limbo. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. And here, well, here, this is what I wanted to go off about. I, I, I've... I've I don't know if I've talked about on the podcast, but I've definitely talked about to friends about my issue. I don't, I don't hate his movies, but I I do have a real problem with a lot of James Cameron's movies because I feel like there are two things. 
One, I'm real sick of this. I'm on a project. No, I'm not. And now I'm back. Without giving any uh, notes <laughs> or help. He did it with Lost. He did it with Star Wars. He's done it with... He's, it's, it was, it's one of those things... He did it with that freaking Spider-Man comic that him and his son were writing. Yeah. Yeah. That irks me a lot because, like, I get it. You have an idea, but at least go all the way through with it. Don't start something and then throw it to someone else with, with with no direction for them and then come back and try to fix it. That's my biggest problem with the, the, the most recent Star Wars stuff. Is like it was so clearly like that that middle movie was so clearly like oh you were given you were not given notes <laughs> you were not given any clue about where this was going and then the then episode nine how many movies are there in this franchise had to like not only retcon everything from Last Jedi but also had to reinstate everything that was supposed to happen in his vision. You know, you know who's worse at that? Who? I'll, t- I'll give you a wild guess. He directed, and then kind of co, but also took over the first two Star Wars movies before that. The first two? What? First two? Okay. Lucas? No. No. He, he also didn't... rebooted the Star Trek series. Came Cameron did Into Darkness, didn't he? Who are you talking about? I'm I'm real confused now. The first and second Star Star Trek movies. And also the first and last Star Wars movies. First and last Star Wars. I don't know who directed those. You know who did this? No. You know who directed this? I do, and I cannot remember his name. I was kind of hoping you'd be like, oh, yeah, him. And (laughs) yeah, that guy. You're banking off me to to guess. Because I know his name. I know his name. And I'm an idiot. We were just about to, tra- you were just about to trash a guy you couldn't remember the name of. I couldn't remember the, I, cause like I'm like, uh, but, no, but, but, it's Abrams, JJ Abrams, JJ Abrams. Abrams, yes, okay. God, my God, I feel like I'm also gonna be real. I get those two confused a lot. Um, JJ Abrams is the king of that. Um, of, of like starting, so having an idea, starting something, going and then like leaving it and then going back and then fixing it and making it somehow worse oh this entire time i've been trashing J- james cameron i've been i've been talking about jj abrams because he did was, lost he did I star gonna, wars i was gonna say i you know i i didn't know who did lost oh, and i'm I, like i don't remember who did star wars episode i don't remember who did the 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 third of the trilogy star yeah, wars movies i get those two confused a lot he also yeah no, okay. I cool. get those two a lot. I'm talking about Abrams, not I was like some of those things like, oh, that shit, I was man. talking about with Cameron. He did he did write a Spider-Man comic, I think, he with did his write son. A yeah. And he did Avatar, but he also did Titanic, Terminator, Alien, and Sorry, then Abrams did Please. two of the Star Wars, the f- episode 7 and 9 of Star Wars, Star Trek, Lost, and Cloverfield. Yes. I assume we both are... Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about Cloverfield. That actually wasn't a bad movie, though. I like the Cloverfield movies. Like, the- I think they're... they're I, I it, It's it's the kaiju guy I love. That, like, I just love monsters fighting. That's why... Well, I'm definitely going to do a, um, a commentary track for Godzilla vs. Kong when it comes out. 
Oh yeah, dude, that's I cannot wait for that. Also, movie. if you were unaware, we do commentary tracks around these parts too. Uh, we do, do commentary tracks. You we wanna, do. Uh, you, we've been doing wanna, uh, Wandavision. One, yeah, oh, yes. you want me to plug it now? And you know what? You, here's a here's a here's a sneak peek for everyone <laughs> who uh, cares to listen to this podcast. Um, those commentary tracks that are currently only on YouTube might be uh, might be on the other platforms here in the next couple about weeks uh-huh. or so. That's a little bit of sneak peek into the. And whole by that I mean I'm sending the forms like tomorrow. <laughs> and also the whole Johnny has agreed to put if I'm right the ending podcast was Matt was right all along. <laughs> I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> you oh. did say that, and you gotta listen. If if I am right, and I got a strong feeling, I, I it, it might they're gonna pull because right? it's like it's too soon. It's it, I I don't want to spoil it too much. I, people need to go and watch this to get like the full opinion. Although yeah. I wasn't in the last episode, but you'll, every you're week gonna... we've been doing the Wandavision is our current one we've been doing. And, uh, uh, but you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of a lot of my thoughts on that. And my gosh, holy holy cow! Uh, I don't know why it suddenly went like super like laid back with the cursing. Anyway, um, you're gonna hear my opinion on it, and and I got a strong feeling I might be right. And uh, Johnny has agreed to put a Matt was right all along. In the uh, that that will be when we do the when we do the the ending episode the the wrap up podcast for that. Uh, If Matt is right, I will I will put I will put that as the title. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The funny thing is, it's like all this really does is save me from having to come up with a creative title. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it gets me vanity points. It does give you. It's a win win situation here. I think. Um, but we were talking about Cloverfield and how much I love, I love Kaiju, like giant mon. There's something about giant monsters fighting or it's like, these are great. Sometimes it, you get a, you get a Kaiju movie that like actually has some really good commentary or is like really good, like story wise. Like, um, one of my, one of my favorites, uh, Shin Godzilla, which is one of the, I think it is the most recent Godzilla interpretation from Japan. Yes. The, there's the American one and the Japanese one, and uh, Shin Godzilla is definitely one of my favorites because the the imagery they use in that movie and the the kind of um, the Im- the commentary they do about Japanese bureaucracy and like uh, is really great and some of the imagery like parallels that of like the tsunamis from a a few years back or even. Um, even going back to World War II, there's a lot of firebombing in, uh, imagery in that in that movie. That that's that. If you want a story driven Godzilla movie, that's one of the best. If you want to see Godzilla fight some stuff, go go back a few. <laughs> it's it's just it's. I love the the range that it can have, where it's like, the- especially Godzilla King of the Monsters, which is uh, the American one right now. Yes. Uh, that one was so clearly like, and I'm sure Godzilla versus Kong is just gonna be uh, a monkey and a lizard fighting. And you know what? I'm cool with that. Can I be honest with you? With the King of the Monsters, I kind of fell asleep halfway through it. it. Here's the problem: there's almost too fight, almost too much fighting in that movie. That movie is loaded. Yeah, but it was such a cool concept, and it was cool to see all like all the like all the other Godzilla characters in it. Um, but before before we go into King of the Monsters. Uh, I want to I want to jump back into what you're saying is that if speaking of that with the Godzilla with you want to watch the American Godzilla it's all CGI 
So just like kind of like you're going to you're going to notice it. You can't escape it. And yeah. However, however, the Japanese version, it's part CGI, part practical effect. And it's super cool to see it. Oh, it's a little jarring. And, and at times it's pretty nose is very noticeable. Um, but it's still such an awesome idea. Uh, and they need to. And it was just like a. It I was think, an, an homage to original Godzilla. I'm going to I'm going to soft pitch this to you. My 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 idea is to do with the movie commentaries um, going forward are going to is going to be. We're we're gonna do some Wandavision, but I'm also gonna record record. I'm just gonna record as many of them as I want. But I think I'm mm-hmm. gonna the one I the thing I want to do is I want to watch every Godzilla movie. Which that I looked sounds... it up. There's how many Godzilla movies do you think there's been from 1955? I think until 2020. Well, I know in the 19 1950s to like probably 70s there was a. Boatload of Godzilla. Notice. That was the Toho to Showa era. Yeah. Um, or maybe I was a little show in my. I don't remember. I don't remember the timelines. I I want to say. I want to say thirties, probably fifties. There's been a lot. Maybe not that much. I want to say counting 30, the 30, new 20. Godzilla versus Kong that's coming out. There are thirty three Godzilla movies. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I hundred. Oh my god, yeah. And I've holy crap. I've seen a, a fair of number of them, but there are a bunch. There are a bunch that I haven't seen, but I also really want to watch. Like, there there were movies that were like things like Rodan, who mm-hmm. had his own movie and then came to the Go- Godzilla. Yeah. Um, so, so I want to watch those. So there's a lot. There's a lot of movies. Uh, and I'm definitely still. I I think for algorithm sakes and like staying relevance and stuff. Uh, I re- I'm gonna and just because I want to watch them. That's the main thing is I just want to watch them. <laughs> I'm gonna be watching like most of like uh the HBO stuff that comes out in the future. Like because Warner Brothers' well, entire yeah. slate is coming out on demand and i don't i don't personally feel comfortable enough going to a theater yet not until like i'm vaccinated and all that stuff yeah um but i also i forgot my point but (laughs) but i still want to watch these movies and i think um I've, i've been doing the commentaries has been super fun and it wasn't it wasn't what i initially set up when i had the idea to do them my initial idea was um and we shot two pilots for it too was to do it was kind of a mystery science theater show but with uh public domain movies so that I would be allowed to use them and actually show mm. the movie and I might still do some of those the problem is, is um finding there's not like a source for public domain movies you have to you have to find the movie and then find some kind of definitive uh, there's no definitive proof, but there you have to basically uh, be 100% sure that it is in the public domain. And there's there's easy ways to do that. It's like, so if it's past, I think currently it's 1921 or something like that right now, or 20, it's it's a certain date that if it, it was made before that, it is definitely in the public domain. However, yeah. if it's made after that, what you have to look for is whether or not the copyrights were renewed. Or if they were even established at all, 
the thing people don't a uh, little fun fact for you uh night of the living dead is in the public domain mm-hmm. and it's um i think it has to do with don't quote me on this but it has to do with the fact that the the working title with the movie was uh was actually called something else it wasn't it might have been day of the dead which is another romero film but um it was something uh something of the dead rather um and the copyright for that movie of for night of living dead was under that name however when the movie was released under night of the living dead they didn't copyright it <laughs> so the movie that they made and released no one owned it and it it's in the public domain as of now uh and once you know you can't uh you you can't close that can once you've opened it you know that's one of the cool what, things about the public domain. One workaround is uh, to get around that is is to do uh, instead of doing public domains, just do student films. You, That'd be, be cool. But how many I would people... have. It's good. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. I do like that idea, but I would want to get. I'm sure that if I could find the contact and get, I would want to be able to sure to give credit and to be able to. Oh my god, Johnny, I don't want... I can give you at least 20. Oh, I'm sure uh that would actually I'm actually kind of <laughs> like that idea. And I to go around and do that, but there's also like this nature of of how I how I like to watch movies of riffing them and they've I've also got to make sure that they're comfortable with like listen. Uh I'm going to trash your movie, but They're film majors, man. You yeah, they're they're going to be hard. Some of them are actually really fucking good. Too, and generally, that's true like, you the, do the, find the those a lot the comedies too translate really well because comedy is comedy can't it, really go wrong with it if you're a film major and you and you want me to riff your movie uh send it yeah. to me i guess send it our way yeah we're, I mean, we're gonna riff them it's, it's it's mystery science theater style man we're gonna riff them you know i would have prepared. to Oh, I would actually. I, I should look into this and like how, how. What's the proper channels to do this to make sure? I will get in touch with with, with some of my friends. I will let you know. I will. Say, we will talk up this outside the podcast, and I will. I will let you know. We should do that. That 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 sounds a lot of fun. And, and what I've what I've realized, it's like what I want this this outlet to be. This creative outlet. It's just like it's mm-hmm. just it's it's one of my favorite things. It's movies. And I, I love movies. I love trashing movies. I love raving about movies. It's like, that's our thing here, is movies. <laughs> movies are great. I love movies as well. The, um, we, you were talking about um, how much you love anime and stuff earlier. Yeah. Um, another conversation I had with Jake was actually, I talked him into watching what I think is your favorite movie, which is Your Name. Yes, absolutely. It's my favorite movie. That I love that movie. I think it's it's fantastic. And the point I, I, I thought of earlier and I completely forgot to make was um I think it really encompasses the Stanley Kubrick idea of every frame a painting. Cause you take literally any photo or any not photo, but um any frame of that movie and I could use it as a screensaver. Yeah, that movie yeah, that movie really knocked out of the park. 
within animation alone, not including the amazing storytelling was also behind the movie. I just also enjoy the pacing of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it has really good pacing. And um, some parts, I got to admit, it does feel a little slow at times. Uh, Here's the thing, though. Just... Can I be honest with you, Matt? Yeah. What's up? Slow for you is remarkably quick for most people. I don't find that movie slow at all. Okay. It's just that uh, I think me and you are on a certain fr- uh, frequency of like. <laughs> you mean if our brains all points of time? Yeah. <laughs> if our brains have voices, it, they would sound like chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'd be singing yeah. "Christmas Time Is Here." I think I remember seeing that movie in theaters when I was young. I mean, it's a little bit like okay. <laughs> That's what the the fancy mixer gets you. <laughs> You scared the shit out of me for a second because I was like, I immediately darted over and looked at my audio (laughs) capture to be like, what did I just press? (laughs) My hands are actually under my leg. What are what are (laughs) what did I press somehow broke everything? So wait, was that was that? Hang on. So I think I have my settings fucked up a little bit on, on my mixer. Was that female or was that chipmunk? That was meant to be chipmunk. That was it sounded chipmunk. Okay, cool, 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 cool. It was either. All right, cool. <laughs> yes, I mean, if I'd be really upset if that wasn't Chicken Mom because me, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> you used that in one of the WandaVision commentaries for a joke, and me and Jake uh-huh. completely talked over it. <laughs> Wait, uh, seems all right. Because it's a minor right. beep. It's just the 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 quickest little boop. I'm trying to work on how I can get because it's so it's so small. I'm trying because I know I can set it to where it's like a, like a really good boop, but it's uh, I I gotta figure out the settings. I gotta go through the settings. There's a way to change it. I know there is. I just can't figure it out yet. And I need to change it because I need it because it's so it's so like it's like it's like so like quiet. You have to like really listen for it. You ready? Yeah, that's it. There it's it a is. little boop. It's like a boop. I it's think, not like a boop. I think it shows up on the capture. It should. It does. It it literally it, it's a mute button. It's yeah. a mute button with a with a slight audio key. So you could literally see it just like if you look at the wavelength, it's like you know, like it's yeah. like a little bit of a of like a line moment. In case um, people hasn't figured it out, me and Matt do not live near each other. <laughs> we, no, and he he is we we're just recording this over Discord. So like that's why there's a brief pause between like when I finish talking and he replies. Oh yeah, it's because Discord I, lag is a thing. It, I I don't think it's gonna be that noticeable though. It's really not. It's just that uh, here's the thing: if I didn't mention it, no one would have noticed. Yeah, no that's would, true. Especially because me and you use the same same exact mics, so uh, <laughs> you you sound the exact same as any other episode of the podcast. Yeah, which is good. Which is good. Um, as opposed to when I have Jake in here and we have to like, we take like. Me and him are generally pretty safe with COVID stuff, but we also, anytime I have someone come to uh, my little studio down here and um, and film the podcast, we take general precautions to make sure it's like, yes, we're talking in a, in a room with each other for a long period of time, but we try to keep distance. The, the mics cover a lot of our mouth. I'm not saying it's, it's not a seal, but like, uh, we have to keep the, the wind filters close to our mouths. So hopefully that 
negates some of it. I'm not saying it does, but that's why I only have I only have people over here to film this that I I generally trust that I know that they are taking good precautions amidst all of this. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Um, you guys use two separate mics, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We have two mics. We we have two. Each of the arms themselves are like three feet. So between the two of them, like we're, we're always at a six foot minimum no matter what. Yeah. Makes and, sense. But we actually are a little bit further than that. So. Well, I mean, that's still good that you're you're taking precautions. That, that's one of the the benefits that I realized with um, with uh buying extremely long XLR cables, because I'm like <laughs> I can put these mics anywhere in this room, and I don't have to move the mixer. <laughs> I have also have a really long XLR cable, but my issue now is I have to move my mic on the other side because when I stream, you know, uh, I'm not looking at my because I'm like because. My 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 uh, camera is like slightly to the left of me, but my like I'm looking forward. So because how cameras work, it's revert. It's like flipped. Yeah. So like I'm looking to the left uh, instead of the right because I'm normally looking to the right. So I'm looking to the left, and like it looks like I'm looking off screen for everything happening in front of me, and it's yeah. a little off putting. I uh, uh, when I when I set everything up, to, I I make sure to put like. Because there, there's multiple readouts for everything, so it's like I have the main screen, which is like, uh, it's pretty far from the couch that I normally I normally sit on, mm-hmm. but um, but I can still see it's like I can see if anything goes horrifically wrong, which um, which you know happens occasionally. We'll have a blue screen or some or something, but like we also we record in a format to where we don't lose anything in case that happens. Uh, and we also, I also keep the, the, it's always the little things that are, is going to screw, screw you. It's it's always those minor things where it's like, what's, what's this one problem? What's this problem that I have to spend two hours and 30 Google searches figuring it out? When I, when I first, that first episode of that podcast, of the podcast, I, I, me and Jake, sat down to record nothing worked um and i sat there for about two hours just troubleshooting until i found out the problem and it was the smallest little problem but uh i'm glad i was able to (laughs) rectify it hello i'm here i'm here sorry 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 i got i got i got i got an important test message there i apologize i usually mute my phone i'm so unprofessional um trust me this this is not the professional show <laughs> this is the show where i talk out of my ass for a few hours at oh, I'm minimum good at that. i'm good at that um I, have, I was actually gonna say something but i forgot you can bring up oh, literally any topic on this podcast another thing that i also love and that um that johnny you know this in particularly mm. i'm a nerd i'm a video game guy i'm an anime guy but mainly, I'm a video game guy because I really love video games, um, especially video games with stories. And uh, one thing, one thing that kills me, especially in movies, is that uh, and, and this kind of with this kind everybody kind of agrees with this, is that video game movies, although they can be very entertaining at times, and anime movies also, for some reason Holly, Hollywood just doesn't get them. 
video game movies. Get, like, it, video game and anime movies, which makes me excited for the Mortal Kombat movie. Dude, um, I am ridiculously excited for that movie. For no, because here's the thing: I'm gonna love it whether it's good or bad. That's true. I'm either also, gonna love it. I love the 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 worst thing that that movie can do is attack of a clones it and just have the movie be boring. Yeah. All you have to do, creators, Warner Brothers, <laughs> creators of the new Mortal Kombat movie, all you got to do is kill people in creative ways. That's really all yeah. you got to do. Yeah. You don't have to go crazy with the plot. You don't, it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to have the greatest plot in the world. No, you look at, people, the, look at the plot to the actual Mortal Kombat, and it's essentially Enter the Dragon. Yeah, It's like a exactly. bunch of people, you go to an island, there's shady stuff and a tournament. That's pretty much all you need. Stories with with characters. I will say, oh, this character has killed this character's clan. This character's brother is is this character's killed this character's brother because he's killed this character's clan. Um, just fucking, just have people kill people, man. That's all you gotta do. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite Mortal Kombat character? Scorpion. Scorpion. I know it's such like a bitch character. No, you're fine. No, here's the thing: the debate is always Scorpion or Sub Zero. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Scorpion's better, but yeah. <laughs> if you had to guess my favorite, it's the most... Here's the thing, if you want to talk about basic, you know... Jo- Johnny, uh... Johnny Cage? Johnny Cage is okay, my yeah. favorite <laughs> Mortal Kombat character. I, I immediately, that's the only character I thought of. I was like, yeah, well, I mean, that's gotta be, like, his favorite. Johnny Curl, Johnny Cage. It's, it's... Johnny Cage. Uh, and... But what were you saying about... Wait, no. Is it Johnny Cage or is yeah his name is Luke Cage? Luke right? Cage. There is yeah Luke Cage is There's Marvel. A Luke Cage. His name is Luke Cage Johnny is Cage. Fuck his, me, my brain. His name, his name is, is Johnny Cage. Yeah, yeah it is okay, Johnny I was Cage. Right. All right, I know my Mortal Kombat. I swear. <laughs> um, now I have to Google this because I'm like, there's no I way I'm wrong about this. Because of his char- like how his character was portrayed, but nah, yeah, it nah. is Johnny Cage. Had- Scorpion. Did you see the teaser image for the new Mortal Kombat movie where they show Jax? Yes. I uh, and everyone was saying that he looks like Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, mm, I, I can see it now, and I can't unsee it now. But um, you're talking about video game movies and how Hollywood and anime mo- adaptations and how they go about it. Yes. And I think I it's I don't think it's anything any example of. I don't think it's an example of like. That they're just formats that don't translate good. I just think a lot of them don't have a lot of effort behind it. You know, like you know, you do hold a good point because look, for example, in my example, I always like to use when people say say stuff like that. Look at um, Alita Battle Angel. That was a passion project through and through, and it really shows. James Cameron movie. I like that one. Yeah, that it was a good movie. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't going to knock you off your, sh- your off your shoes. Uh, but it was a good movie. It was a passion project. It, he he did it yeah. right. He had been trying to get that movie made since the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think it works. If you look even go even a little bit further back, look at um if you want to talk about Mortal Kombat, the <laughs> the original Mortal Kombat. I it's pretty fun. Dude, they weren't Bad movies. I love them. You know, they weren't it, bad movies. As someone who loves riffing on movies, they're great. <laughs> they're, they're pretty good. They're not. They're not amazing in any physical aspect. 
But they're not bad movies. There's um, there's a lot of them where it's just like you can tell that it was like there was either a ton of studio intervention, which I'm almost always against. I I don't like it because it, it um. Same thing I was talking about with James Cameron or not J.J. Abrams. Jeez, mm-hmm. um, jumping from like jumping in and out of a movie. It's like as long as it's one vision, it will at least be coherent. Which sometimes it's not. Yeah, and, um, and like you, tend- like the Mario Brothers movie. Once again, it's great if you love riffing on movies, but it is so clearly absolutely nothing to do with Mario Brothers, even though it's a hilarious movie. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's, it's a great it's, B uh, movie. It's interesting. <laughs> but then you have like actual like boring stuff like um a good example recently was Ghost in the Shell. Um Ghost in the Shell. People riffed it for for being whitewashy and honestly you kind of get past that real quick. But it's just in general, I I I'm a big Ghost in the Shell fan. I love the original series so much. Because uh, that was a big part of of me uh, being like a preteen, like fucking like, hell yeah, this is awesome. There's this badass woman killing stuff. Um, and like, it's just. It's just kind of eh. It was just eh, you know, it was just it was just eh. It, it, it didn't. It was boring. Then, and, and it, then. In that anime vein, it's like we had things like Dragon Ball Evolution, which, you know, that's like the Voldemort of the Dragon Ball community. It's like the oh movie that shall not be named. God, and, have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. I, yes, I've seen it. You think I, I, I'm this big of a Dragon Ball nut? Now you haven't seen that movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Ooh, oh, my God. Movie. Oh, the movie was not good. The, my, the was... biggest thing that irks me about that movie for some reason is the fact that, like, why is he, why is his, the Goku, why is he wearing a t-shirt? Like, it's so clearly a t-shirt underneath what he's wearing. Yeah. And then... Not the fact that it takes in modern day and he's in high school. That... That doesn't help. It just, it makes me wonder if, like, was this just handed to someone who, like, who didn't care or was working, was working on it? Because here's the thing, if you had handed that movie to someone who truly loves Dragon Ball, it truly, like, is a director who was, who wanted to do it, like Alita, where it was, like, someone who clearly wanted to make that, mm-hmm. you would have at least been somewhat true to it. Yeah. Or yeah. It, you wouldn't, he, the, you can tell when they don't like, when, when directors really don't know the source material is when they try to implement it into something else. Like for example, Dragon Ball, they try to modernize it a little bit. Uh not a little bit, a lot of it. A lot of it. And it just it didn't it doesn't translate. Or it doesn't translate at all. I don't know if you saw this, but um did you see Death Note? The live act the Netflix one? I did see the Death Note live action Can can I talk this this is one thing that really irks me because the Death Death Note the anime is one of like one of the it's those, considered one of the best animes of all time. It, it's definitely one of the greatest like anime stories I've seen in a bit. The greatest deep yes. delve dive into the character. And, and there's one thing that really irks me with that movie, and like to the point that was like I couldn't really watch all of it. It was because like 
the same exact thing happened in Batman v Superman for me, where it was like such a betrayal to a character. And that, yeah. that's one of those things that can hurt that makes me turn off from something the most because like you can adapt a character, you can change them, but you can't you can't change the fundamentals of the character. And the Death Note movie had um, had light. I don't even think I think the name was even changed. I don't even remember. No, it was it was light. It, it was like Yangami. It was like light Trevor or some shit. OK, something's fine. Stupid. But it had light killing people in these super gruesome like final destination shit yeah when in the anime it's so clearly is like he is doing it in the way of the heart attacks to send a message yeah is the, he's a, he's it is a serial he, killer yeah he is he it's literally the like the serial killer like mark where it's like yeah this person was mark was killed by kira and he... sorry go ahead and I I've guess you can things. argue that the gore can do that too, but it's not it's not as direct. It just felt like something that wasn't necessary. And like it's fun gore, I listen, I'll, I'll talk about gore all day. Gore is super fun in movies. I I love Kill Bill because of how gruesome it is. I love The Predator. Like if you want to talk about some gore stuff, but gore, when you put gore in a movie, it should have a reason. It should have like something that drives it forward that's I why mean, i was never huge on saw it because, i was gonna say i would argue saw is pretty popular just because it's or or or, or hostile i you remember the hostile movies what was the hostile that sounds hostile. familiar hostile was the movies that about the uh the fucking torture the the torture dungeons in france that people would go to these fake hotels and then like they would get like, I, captured and i do remember this Yes. I don't think I ever saw them, but I remember them existing. Um, I've grown up with a mother who is obsessed with horror movies mm -hmm. and gory movies in general. So I, I kind of know pretty much every horror movie of all time because of her. The... Um, and I'm not even a big horror. I'm not really a horror movie person. Like, I enjoy them, but I, 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 they're not my, my, not my cup of tea. Uh, I but that's feel like how when the problem... The problem with the Saw movies and stuff is when they just became just became about the gore because then yeah. you, you lose. If you look at like the first one where you're like, this is very clear, like there's a reason that Jigsaw is using the gore and that stuff. It's because he wants them to have a new lease on life. He, he wants them to uh, come out of this different. But then it just keeps devolving and keeps going further of like and they, they play the trip of like new and creative ways to kill people yeah which and, like uh, that's cool you can have cool creative gore but it needs to be something that either is a good mnemonic device for storytelling so like um the in uh i know i mentioned a lot but kill bill there's the scene where um i can't remember her name but the the main antagonist woman uh uh yeah the girl with the the the, the spinning ball no not her they not um her? no she's like oh the... she's not the main antagonist no, no I she's not i feel silly now um yes she, but, i don't remember her name though but there's the scene where she uh she's sitting at the table and somebody like questions her authority and she cuts their head off and then there's with there's this giant spout of blood that comes out 
what that does is not only does it set up like how skilled she is that she's able to just do that that quickly and that easily and the way it's shot it's like it's it's very clearly done super quick but it also it's like it does a poetry type deal with it rhymes with the way spoiler alert she ultimately dies at the end of the movie mm-hmm. where her her the top of her head gets cut off so it kind of parallels in both those things and i think that's the best places to use gore in your movies is when it can be used to enhance the story or enhance the character more yeah and i yeah no i agree and this is some real like like no shit like it's like almost like a reddit unpopular opinion where it's actually like most people would agree with this i think mm-hmm. but i think that that that's my problem when when movies just do and of course there are I, we were talking about how i'm going to love mortal kombat and i know it sounds super hypocritical it's like i'm going to like it because it's either going to be you can do if you're going to do the gore for gore sake at least be batshit insane with it you know don't and what i think the death note movie was really was trying to do was just use it to use it and you know to to get those those clips that people are going to be circulating and talking about when in reality the simpler and easier way that the anime did it actually left a way bigger impact. Yeah. The, so, yeah, um, I do get the gore aspect a little bit because, I mean, when speaking like of the anime alone, um, the, well, his first couple of kills were random, actually. They weren't like heart attack. Like heart attack finally became like an MO. Of That's his. when it became his MO. But he when but, he's first testing the death note, it do, he doesn't. He doesn't he, he like does. I think the first kill he gets is like a car crash, if I remember right. Yeah, like a it's a truck accident. It's when he um he sees the two guys harassing the girl. Yeah, yeah, and they and they get hit by the truck. But that's here's the thing, that's part of a discovery thing where he's reading yeah. the rules of the death note and he's take he's taking it. I think it's just one of those things where it's like why are you trying to adapt a like thirty or forty episode show? Into like an hour long. Into movie. an hour long movie. Well, the same thing like happened with, 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 um, with Avatar, with Last Airbender. Like, yeah, they they put an entire first season into an hour long movie, or like an hour and a half long movie. I'm just like, what? You have to you have to go through so much that that first season did. You had to go through the Water Tribes, uh, Aang finding the Air Temple and realizing he is the Last Airbender. Uh, the blue spirit is in that, or uh, you have to do all of Zuko's development for why he has to capture the Avatar. Yeah, you have to. There's so much you have to do, and it took twenty something odd episodes to do that the first time around. And you think you can do it in an hour and a half? It just doesn't work. I think that that's why so many anime adaptations do it so wrong. Is they because added- do what? Oh, Go ahead. Because they need to do, they need to make to take movies instead of animes. Granted, Ghost in the Shell was a movie before it was an anime, and, and they didn't do that well. But um, go real quick, going back to Death Note before I change subjects to just like animes in general, uh, live action animes in general. Um, um, is that the my biggest struggle is with how they portrayed light. Now, granted, spoiler alert for a movie that you're never going to see, probably. Um, it turns out that he was the mastermind all along blah 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 blah. it was the twist that they didn't 
show at all. And that and that, that fundamentally goes that goes again. I hate when people do that when movies do that. Like twists just have a twist. Yeah, and they don't like support the twist throughout the movie. Like for the second go around. Um, you mean what every Pixar movie has done for like the last five to ten years, and it keeps nuts. irking me every time. That so much. Anyway, before before we change subjects, because we both have ADHD, man, we'll just go on a tirade we'll about anything and anything. We're gone. I should rename <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> uh, um, You're gonna the... get ADHD from watching the show. <laughs> yes, seriously. Um, but like light light Yagami in the anime. He's, he has this slow he's he's a very methodical person a lot of his a lot of his uh killings have reasons behind it and like he's such a genius and that is like that they play on his like his ability to outsmart almost anybody um and I say almost um his ability his ability to do that and then the the uh anime series did it really well the movie he kind of comes off as this idiot kid who stumbled on a death note and is like I'm gonna go kill people because it's the right thing to do and like it just oh, it just his character is so whiny and bitchy and like not at all to the original character and like the, when they did the twist I was like I kind of feel like I kinda, it felt like they threw that twist in there just to make him somewhat similar to the original character Can I sing? don't one- get me started about that don't get started on what? About L. Oh, the um, I will give that movie one thing. Ryuk looked pretty cool. You oh, nailed. You at least got that. Yeah, they nailed Ryuk. Yeah, hundred percent. It's um, it's this. This goes all the way back to what I was talking to an hour ago, where it was like, I think you can just do so much more with animation than you can in live action stuff. Yeah. It was it was a solid attempt because when you when you adapt live action anime, anime gets so crazy sometimes. Dragon Ball Z was is gonna be doomed from the was doomed from the start. Yeah, the Naruto movie they're trying to make is gonna be doomed. That's I'm a sorry. thing. I, yeah, n- I'm sorry, Naruto. That's how it's how it's supposed to be. I call it Naruto because I get it. I was also I saw it when Tsunami. it was first airing on Tsunami. Yeah, yeah. and they, that's what they called him. Uh, but it's pronounced Naruto. I, I know, still call I, know. I still call it Naruto. <laughs> Sorry, so much hate for that. You're fine. Uh, uh, the that movie has been announced. It's been in the works. I don't. I haven't read up, read up on it recently. That's gonna fail, man. You can't. You can't do something that's so out there and try to make it to a live action and, and pray to and pray that it works. Aren't um, they also doing live action for your name? They are doing a live action for your name. Here's the it thing. Was, that guess, one's a lot more grounded. Guess who? Oh, you're gonna hate this, Johnny. Guess who was who? Who was uh, directing it? And then it changed to a new director. Was it Abrams? And it changed it to someone else. Fucking Abrams, and it changed Why? to somebody else. He did it again. He did it. He How many times? Again. How many times? <laughs> Listen, I know I already confused you for one director, but you don't have to shift to a different director. <laughs> he doesn't. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, I th- I think it's it's one of the Breaking Bad directors. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, it's Vince Gilligan, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, he might actually be able to do that because Breaking Bad is one of the greatest pieces of cinema ever. So from what I've read, it it the live action Your Name is based off in in Colorado, and uh, 
and then it's okay. It's, you're already lost me. Not Colorado. It's based off in uh, Chicago. Okay, you still lost me. Sh- the the city of Chicago. Why? I don't know. New York and Philadelphia are like right there. <laughs> because every um, movie's in New York and Philadelphia. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, it's based off in in Chicago, and then for the guy and the girl is in a in a remote Indian village, uh, Native American, Native American village. as the hundred percent right way to say that. Uh, okay, well, I at least they're at least they're appearing to that point because that is a huge part of the the movie is the culture shock between like this city yeah. and this rural area. And I mean, for for American. Uh, adaptation what they're doing makes sense and which makes me interested i get a strong feeling it's gonna be wildly different than the movie i think they're just gonna keep the freaky friday aspect of the movie and the 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 lettering aspect like the love letters yeah and just change everything else okay that that is what i think Listen, how they're gonna go about i really it. Okay like that i really like vince gilligan's work like mm-hmm. Like a lot, like the and Vince Gilligan's also one of those directors who will go, who will dive extremely far into, um, just like the meticulous nature, like the little details. Like if you look at the yeah, look up like the color theory in Breaking Bad, and it will blow your mind. Yeah, dude, it's insane. Um, and with 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 anime alone, live action animation uh, adaptations, anime. Um, what a lot of people go wrong is they choose the wrong shows and they choose the wrong movies. Your name is a perfect aspect to do an animation because a live action anime, because it's not, it's not a Ghibli movie where it's like all out there. Yeah. It's Um, not these, these insane ideas. Exactly. It's not like this, like these, these, it it will translate. It's freaky Friday. It's freaky Friday Friday, in Japan. Another is a good example. That's just Final Destination, the anime. If you ever watched the, it's by the way, another is a great show. Watch it. Storytelling is fantastic. Um, but and, uh, the show I would enjoy, and that, there was an animation, a live action. Uh, there was a live action adaptation. It was a Japanese live action adaptation, as to most uh, adaptations for anime. But the the the. And the adapta- the adaptation was alright. It was it was wasn't very good, but um the show your this not your name. It's a movie. The show Erased oh, yeah. was a really good show. It wasn't groundbreaking, but it was a good show. It was good a show. generally good show. Uh, and that is a show that will translate very well in live action. It's just it's just pick and choose your battles here. Don't go with Dragon Ball. Don't go with these crazy out there sci-fi shows because they're already in the talks of making a uh, psychopath a live action. Live action. It's like they're they're, it's basically uh. they're purposely choosing these crazy shows because they're popular and they're not really looking into it. They're, they're, they're not looking into like what it would take to do that right. Yeah, and they're they're just choosing shows because they're popular. Yeah, and the most popular and like animated stuff is the craziest stuff because it's, yeah, it's the, the stuff you shonism. can't see yeah exactly. even w- even with huge vfx budgets it's still the stuff that like you can't see except in that medium yeah exactly 
and I and like this this gets into like the the creative bankruptcy of Hollywood, you know, and the uh and just how much like the I this goes even further to like the ideas of nothing is original. You're always pulling from something else, but also how can you twist that into something quote unquote original? Uh, and I, I, I don't, I think we're starting. I think we're starting to see the beginning of the end for the reboot and rehash era for a bit. I'm going to be willing to bet that within the next 10 years or so, you can quote me on this, and I might be horrifically wrong. I think in the next ten ish years, what you're gonna see is a, a a huge rejection of the of the remake style stuff in favor for new or new ideas, or at least or at least something like um. You can argue it's not original, but like the MCU. It was an adaptation of these comics, but it was technically something that, like... I was just going to say that uh, I feel like we're going to go... I feel like you're kind of on the money. I feel like we might get another resurgence of, of uh, remakes of older older movies, just mm-hmm. because, kind of, like... It's not... It is it is a part of people, like... It's it's, it's part of two two things. Number one, people running out of ideas. Number two, fan, fan, fan people who are old enough to now make what mm-hmm. they their adaptation of the movie they wanted um like they're they're what they wanted the movies to be um but i do agree with like, the whole marvel thing and like that is like we're going to an age to where um people said it's gonna age of comic books i don't think it's an age of comics because honestly for how much comics are out there there's not really that much diversity and publishers for them no um, there's the big two and then you have the indies and you have like, yeah, yeah you have you have like some in-betweens like boom and stuff like that but like it, there's really not much to pull from i mean you could just pull from like i mean there's still a lot of comics and a lot of characters um but i think we're kind of going into the age of prequels sequels and and uh okay so you think continues. we're doing that I've, I think we're starting to get to the point where everybody needs to make uh, movies into almost like mini series, like mini series almost. I could see that. I, I hope that like we'll we'll because anytime something truly new and creative like comes out, like what comes to mind a few years ago was Baby Driver and how much that movie was like. Everyone loved that movie. Yeah, because oh, it, was, it was a fantastic. Movie. It was a standalone thing that was its own thing for a bit or any tarantino movie that comes out or any any time a movie comes out that was clearly just like this is it watch the movie you're done and that's the format i like a lot it's because i can get a new i can get a new story every two hours i think with movies nowadays everybody's afraid to make them and everybody's afraid to make a single standalone movie Mm mm-hmm um because when because they stand movies movies have gotten so expensive like they stand to lose a lot of money so they're all i think they're just playing the safe bet when in reality i i uh what i would like to see happen is like a a revival of the low budget movie that like something like that comes out like when reservoir dogs came out and that movie cost like a million dollars to make yeah it's one of the greatest movies deadpool deadpool's an deadpool was another example that is fairly cheap super low budget not super it was a fairly cheap 
low budget movie and it made low budget so for what it was money. exactly um and then uh well i mean i i think the the uh what i think is going to become a, a resurgence and we're kind of already seeing it and unfortunately for this past uh, fortunately and unfortunately this past year has been tough on everybody yeah um movies especially have been movies hit hard they've been hit the hardest uh thank you wall street hardest. thank you wall street bets <laughs> Yeah. Do you see that AMC got a like it was a couple hundred million dollars of debt lifted off of them because of that? Yeah. So uh thank you, the Reddit, for saving the movie industry. Um What so what I see happening in the future, uh in the near future is I kind of alluded at this when I when I joked about like setting movies are gonna become the new miniseries. I generally think online shows and online shows, movies like WandaVision and, and stuff like that, if they really kick off, they're really going to kick off. Like Mandalorian. Think of Mandalorian, for example. That show's huge. Not the second not the second season, because the second season happened during COVID. The first season alone, Mandalorian, and also The Boys. They're these big, big shows that came out of nowhere. I would almost agree with what you're saying. But the problem with that is that those shows aren't making money right now. No, no, they do tend to they they do tend to lose more money. Did than you they make. did you watch the Disney Investor Day? Yes. They're not they're not projected to start making money off of Disney Plus for like five more years or something yeah. along those lines because it just no. costs that much to a make these properties and b make a streaming service to host those properties. But they they have the revenue to to then the means to do it, and they what they they make the money off the merchandise. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's where they make the money from. So I I think I don't know. Storytelling is always gonna adapt. But and investors, they may also make the money off the investors. Yeah, that's true. In the yeah. All right. To move away from movies for a second <laughs> to something equally as nerdy, comic books. Um, oh, yeah. Are you reading anything out of Future State right now? No. Okay. Unfortunately, I, I'm so busy with everything else in my life. I, I am. And uh, um, there, there's some stuff. It, um, to give, like, um, a brief review of what everything... Pull feet, please. For people who are unaware, Future State is DC's most recent publishing initiative in the mm-hmm. comic books. Uh, and it's five or ten-ish years. Every book has kind of got a different time frame of when it's taking place, but they all exist in this one timeline. Um, and Future State is like five to ten-ish years at minimum in the future, and it's just kind of the natural evolution of these characters to see like what would happen if they were allowed to age because comic books are in this weird area of never being allowed to age. <clears throat> so I'm reading... Uh, Dark Detective, which is the Bruce Wayne Batman book, not to be confused with the next Batman, which is the Luke Fox Batman book. Um, so there's two Batmans, and that that's always been a thing. So Batman and Detective Comics have always swapped bi-weekly. Yes. Uh, yeah. and so one of them is following the Batman book is following Luke. The next Batman is following Bruce, even though Bruce looks the exact same. He is not aged a day. <laughs> Uh, there's like four Wonder Women. <laughs> yeah, which I find a little weird. 
because I was uh, I was looking at that and I was like, so there's this one who's going to save what we assume is Diana, and that's like the main one they've been following there. I haven't read that yet, but it uh, it's on my list. Uh, Teen Titans is a weird weird book right now, um, because there's a Nightwing book and a Teen Titans book. And Nightwing is at two very different, like, mental states between both of them, which I found weird. Because, like, in one book, it's like, uh, do you care if I talk about this, Matt? Or are you going to read that? that? Um, I don't know. For the do you care about the, sake, the, red, I wanna say the red X thing for a second? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. For the comp. For, for, like, it's not the... a big spoiler. It's just. As of this second, minor, minor spoiler. As All of right. this second, uh, Nightwing is Red X, which is like, that was how it was initially to begin with in the TV show anyway. Yes. Because yeah. Red X appeared in the Teen Titans cartoon originally. Yeah. And we were yeah. all just like, it's probably Jason Todd, <laughs> but it's not Jason <laughs> Todd. It was not Jason Todd. It was, in fact. Uh, so they're setting up that. But the thing that I saw in that book that that really confused me a bit was um mm-hmm. so cyborg and beast boy have been merged into one character called beast borg okay which sounds way cooler than it is because it's it sounds interesting i'm just sure. and granted though there's only a few issues out but like uh I, I i'm like i like the idea here i'm like i like the idea of a cybernetic t-rex it it's a it's a future state is a weird bag because it's like half the books are these these actually really cool like futuristic ideas. I, I will say the other thing I'll say about it, I don't care what book it is, every book hits it out of the park on the art. They do remarkable jobs on that. The other book I'm reading is Swamp Thing, and Swamp Thing is that's an underrated book for right now that people need to go see because the art is astounding. And the concepts are weird, which I like. Okay. Those those that those are my uh that's my recommendations at a future state for anyone wondering. Uh, I would rec- I would recommend next Batman, Dark Detective, and uh Swamp Thing more than anything. And here's the thing, I know Swamp Thing's not Swamp Thing's not gonna be around <laughs> very long. I know that. But uh I just hope it can finish like its it, its initial run. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to to, to like comment on that because again, I'm not reading Future State, and I feel bad. Um, but it's, dude, I got so much on my plate right now. Um, that unfortunately, that uh, comics have had taken a bit of a toll. Yeah. Um, in in general, so did anime as well. Anime's also took had taken a bit of a toll. And we're in the middle of a new anime season too. Like we're there's middle there's a lot going of, on for nerds today. We're in the middle of probably one of the best anime seasons. In a long, long, long time. I haven't actually looked at anything coming out of the new seasons. Do you? Do you have a recommendation? I had my future state recommendations. Oh, dude, Jesus Christ! Yes, I do. All Holy right. shit! All Here, right. Here's well, Matt's um, anime recommendations. So for, let's see. I'm gonna go through my list. I gotta name. I gotta like actually name them because I'm not gonna the name the them only 
the only anime that I am familiar with right now is the that healer show that everyone is talking about because apparently no, it is it's not disgusting. Everybody. It's one person in our in our server in general, and everybody else who's who's commenting because it's it's it's, it's everything they've boring. talked about. It sounds disgusting. Yeah, no, it's not a great show. Um, I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy that kind of that, that is a, a a unique level. I was also saying shit. About, I won't. We won't call out this one person, but I was also seeing it online, and I was like, "What is this? This looks weird and gross, and I don't like yeah. it." Um, but hang on, let me scroll. Fuck, I wish you go to my list. Okay, so if, so first of all, if you're looking for shows to repeat, these if, are you looking for shows um, for the if you if you've already caught up or looking for long series shows to watch, um, ReZero, season two, mm-hmm. second half of season two phenomenal um that show has really picked up steam on season two um if looking for another show that that's kind of uh second season uh slime the time i got reincarnated as a slime slime. yeah season two starting off pretty pretty okay pretty solid not not gonna blow you out of your waters uh but i'm gonna start to talk about shows that are waters waters. i'm gonna say one show there's one show in particular i'm gonna get it into in just a second that every single person needs to see it is. It is one of. It, it, I, I cried with the level of animation and beauties in this show, uh, and it's, it's just such a, uh, an experience. I cannot explain it. I'm only gonna say the name, and I can't even like go through a brief summary because it's it's not it's not spoilers per se, but it's something I just think people need to experience. It- just, it's one of those. It's an experience. It's not a show. Is I it? Cannot... Is it one of those shows where it's like it's best to go in completely blind? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Can you give absolutely? Us, can you give us a genre for it? Oh, there's. I don't think any genre can really fit in it. Okay. Um, <laughs> there you go. Fantasy real life, dude. It's hard to explain. All right. What's the it's name like of the show? It's like a fantasy real life and everything in between. Oh, it, it's it's something you need to experience. It's like an ass's trip, but in, in the best of ways. Um, so going back from the list, uh, what was the name Kaisen. of the, was that? What was the name of the show that you were talking about? Oh, we'll go. We're going to go in the name of the show that okay. I, I was just I was just talking about. It's it, it's it's called Wonder Egg. We'll, we'll go into okay. it in a second. Um, Jutsu Kaisen. Uh, if you're looking for a shonen this year, and you guys were as big of a Bleach fan as I was. Watch Jujutsu Kaisen. It is amazing. It's got an amazing fight scenes. It's not going to blow you out of the water, but the atmosphere is pretty great, what? and it's a good show. Um, if you're into harem shows, uh, Quintessential Quintuplets is getting season two. I find it okay. I don't think it's amazing. Uh, well, considering how much other shows are out there that are really good this season, I, I do think Quince- uh, Quintessential is pretty okay. It, I know a lot of people are going to be like, Oh yeah, Queen Essential is fantastic. It's my love of my... no. It's 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 a uh, it's good. It's not gonna blow you out of the water, good, but it's it's good. It's good. Um, what else? What else is airing this season? There's so much. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I'm just kind of going through my list right now. The shows I've been watching. Uh, so what? I'm a spider. It, it's an interesting show. Um, I think it's definitely a taste if you like weird shows that are that like kind of dive in the isekai aspect but like change up a little bit by the way for people who don't know isekai they are uh reincarnated in another world or traveled to another world um 
now I'm gonna go on the that, list of shows. I'm is that a second really season enjoying. of a thing? No, it's a first season. I feel like there was an, a show last season that did Slime. something like that. Slime did something. It's very similar to Slime, where it, no, it's there all was something else. What was, character what, what was the show last year that came out that was like you die and then there's all the doorways or whatever and you fall into like a different one, a different world. And they it went, one of the characters ends up in like a feudal Japan era. Oh, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I cannot remember the name. I can't remember the name either. <laughs> next next okay. show. So next show, uh, I'm going to go to the show I was talking about and the show I was raving and the show I really need everybody to watch. Wonder Egg. Wonder Egg pri- uh, Priority. Oh my god, is this show an experience? Oh my god, it's probably my favorite show this season. It is an experience. It is so, it is undescribable. Every, every episode is just so different from the first, from the, from each other. It is an amazing show. I cannot recommend it enough. Wonder Egg pri- uh, Priority. Watch it. Just watch it. Don't look anything into it. Just put it in your queue. I don't care who you are. If you like it, if you like any kind of anime alone, just watch it. What's right. it on? Another show. Uh, it is uh, Suppose Kid from uh, Last Dungeon Boonies. If you like comedy, lighthearted shows, this is going to be your show. It is. It doesn't deserve to be good as it is. Um, it's a little, a little kiddish. It's definitely made for a younger audience. Um, doesn't mean it's not good. Um, and a lot of kids shows tend to have one of the best comedies just because um, they, they kind of fit like a wide spectrum. Um, it is funny. It's good. It's get, it gives you the power fantasy that you need from any kind of shonen shows. Um, the whole aspect of the main character, to give you guys a little bit of rundown, it's not really spoiler. It's, it's the first episode. The main character wants to be this this big hero. He travels from... he. He comes from a, a distant a distant land where you shelter most of his life. Sounds pretty generic, right? Um, except for he's incredibly overpowered, but he doesn't know it. And, and the whole joke, it, it's kind of like the One Punch Man, except for he, except for you know, Saitama knows that he's he's got this incredible power. Mm-hmm. This character doesn't is know. so blissfully dumb to his own power and he's so apologetic about everything he's like oh i'm so sorry i'm so weak oh i'm so sorry i'm so weak and he literally kills everything it's fantastic <laughs> it's just i can't just des- i can't describe how funny it is just like it's the whole that whole uh aspect of him so uh really sells the show the the egg show that you were talking that everyone should go yes, watch wondering where yes. uh where can people is is it on I, uh, w- Wonder Egg right now, um, I think the only place you can find it is on Funimation. I believe it's on Hulu as well. Okay. Um, don't quote me on that, but I know if you're uh, watching it legally like I do, I have I, I subscribe to every Watch single... your shows legally. Yeah. That's a huge um, problem in the anime community. Really I hate, is. I hate, I hate pirating stuff. I, I just... I, I, I want to support everything as much as I can, even if it's a little support. Anyway. Yeah. Funimation, you can watch it. Another show, kind of like Wonder Egg. Um, other side, uh, Picnic. It it it's if you like horror, out like out of body, out of it's kind of like you know what? It's a little bit of Lovecraftian horror. Um, to where it's the fear of the unknown. Uh-huh. Um, so if you guys like that, that is other side. Picnic is really good. Um, it's also really good isolation horror too. It's all, it really focuses on the two characters. 99% of the time, the, those two characters are the only characters on the screen. I would say no, I would say 96. 96% of the time, those characters are the only characters on screen. 
um and then they're reacting to most the invisible things or monsters and it's really good at isolation and just general horror so if you want a good horror show watch that um what else is that Dude, i can't i cannot tell you how many there's a lot of good shows season. out i think we, that's I think, we, I think show, we filled people's oh you got one more we did i want to talk about one more show before i go <laughs> i know you're trying to like get me off this is my last show um if you guys want an isekai uh, it's just a good general power fantasy isekai watch jobless reincarnation if you guys know anything about isekai it's your generic isekai but the storytelling is really fan is really fantastic in it um that's the last show I'll end on again shows that watch uh wander egg um boonies and re-zero if you if you're all caught up on re-zero I think those are the free sh three shows that you really want to focus on. And also, um, uh, watch WandaVision with our commentaries to them. Watch WandaVision with our commentaries. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be real. The best way to watch that show might be to watch it without us and then watch it again with the commentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because um, that especially like the the third episode that we did with we were all way too hyper. I noticed. And it wasn't until after, like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, actually. But then we did that episode where it was just me and Jake, and we had we had almost the opposite issue, where there was almost there was a, a lot more silence than any other point. You, you, feel, other. you feel dead air, Matt, is what I'm getting at. Thank you. Thank you. I pride myself in being, well, sometimes a little too, not pride myself. I embarrass myself in being a little too talkative sometimes. You talk, you're, you're fine. You're fun. <laughs> You're fun to talk to. And Listen, that... I get, I get, I get passionate projects, and I get passionate things. One of the, one of the things everybody now knows about me in this podcast is how passionate I get about anime. You're, you're hyper. Me, and that's. I think that's the <laughs> biggest thing between that me and you have in common is that we are hyper about nerdy things, or that we are, yeah. we are. Um, what's the word you just used? My Aesthetic. brain. No, before that. Dedicated. You, you are passionate that's the word you're we are passionate about storytelling and stories and movies and comic books and tv shows and i think i think it is truly like one of the greatest art forms is just the, the this the cinema or the storytelling in general agreed agreed all right well we're we're about an hour and 40 minutes in is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up um I feel like we actually one thing I didn't get to talk about as much is uh is video game industry. Uh, hey, but, I don't really know what there's much to talk about except for uh, in, cyber in general. Cyberpunk's cyberpunk out. <laughs> that that's been out for a couple out. months and it's uh it's getting better. It's get it's getting there. It's, it's getting there. Where it's meant to be. The uh, little bit of a star star citizen case there, but it's getting there. It, it's getting there. I no don't... man's sky. I wouldn't say star citizen. A little bit of no man's sky. A little too much promised, not enough delivery. I'm trying to think. There's not much in terms of video games coming out anytime soon, the, is there? There is one thing I want to say about the video game industry yep. uh, in general. Uh, it, this isn't going to be necessarily a happy thing, um, but I, it just kind of needs to be said, is that out of all the industries, movie and, and video games have been hit the hardest um, because of COVID. Uh, a lot of it has to do with and a lot of people will kind of go to the assumption that you can that you don't need that you can do video games anywhere, which it just isn't true. 
um a lot of video games the, actually require a lot of teamwork the the production pipeline has been hit extremely production hard pipeline has been hit really sales hard. i would imagine are actually probably uh, for older stuff is probably for stuff that was already that's, out it's probably that's the funny thing and not just older stuff in general for example games like among us and fall guys and if you guys watch game theory you kind of know where i'm getting from this um but games like a fall among us and fall guys have really really strived for being uh games in general uh number one they're easier access to a wider audience uh number two they're a lot easier to make um, and I see a lot of indie games rising up because a lot of triple A games, they're going to get hit these next couple of years. There's been some games 2020, but you're expect to see a lot of triple A games get hit the hardest. We're not going to see, we're going to get maybe five or six major releases every year now instead of our normal like 10 or 12. There was a period there where there was a triple A coming out like every other week. Yeah, and I was there was it was, my, it was it was a little rough. <laughs> it it was it was a great time to be a gamer. Um, twenty eighteen especially. No, I'm sorry, twenty seventeen. No, twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen especially was a great time to be a fan of games because that's when a lot of big games released. A lot of really big games. You know, that's when God of War and everything got released. That's twenty eighteen. Um, I thought it was earlier than that. It may have been twenty seventeen. Was it sure. not a launch title for the PS4? God of War? No. It God wasn't. of War 4? No. God, no. God of War 4 was like a, one of the last, or like one of the older gen- generation games. I'm pretty sure it was 2018. It may have been 2017. It was around that time frame. For the um, PS4 is what I was saying. Yeah. PS4. Really? Okay. Yeah, PS4 came out in 2013. Oh, okay. No, never mind. <laughs> never mind. All right. Look. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I'm just old. Oh, <laughs> you want to talk about old dude? I was, I was there. Oh, dude, the PS4 is in my first. I was there. I was a PS1 kid. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I, I've always been further on the Nintendo side. To be honest, uh, even though, a, even uh, though they N64 hate the community, well. they hate us all. Dude, that's all. something I don't. I don't want to get into. Well, that's a whole podcast. That's a I whole think. podcast. The that's fact that Nintendo, podcast. Nintendo's been systematically giving their fans the middle finger for the past ten years. <laughs> Why? 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 You have all these great titles, and yet you you release them very. It, it's methodical. They they give us they 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 mess us over, right? Because Nintendo hates money. I think we both established that Nintendo hates money. They 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 fuck us over, right? And then they they give us a treat every once in a while, but they'll charge us full price for that treat. Nintendo, we 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 talked about how the fact Nintendo will never their games never go on sale. They are oh, they no, are retail never. forever. They are they are that price for a long period of time. Uh, I think what um, a lot of the Wii titles or like a lot of the major Wii titles are still like thirty bucks and over. Yeah, it's <laughs> disgusting. That's retail price. Dude. Dude, seriously, dude, go to your local GameStop, grab Super Mario Six, grab Super Mario uh, Galaxy. Dude, it's going to be 35 bucks. I'm dude or do that. Dude, I remember f- trying to find Xenoblade when I when I first discovered the game. I was like, I've got to play this. And I remember going, it was 70 bucks at the time. Oh god, yeah. And granted that game's kind of annoying to find, 
but it's also like this is this it was it's still that was still a little bit after it come out and it was ridiculous it's 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 crazy it's crazy or um uh kid icarus uprising on 3ds was also like extreme uh extremely high price yeah i mean uh, the 3ds is a little bit an exception most 3ds games are like 40 dollars and under because yeah they're not expensive games 3ds was a good is a good uh kind of like middle ground for everybody but go to go to go look at any wii and wii u games and any of the first party nintendo games you'll be surprised how expensive they are mm-hmm. uh all switch games are going to be all major uh, there's you're gonna unless you're shopping on amazon or or, or whatever you're going to hard press to find a game that's under 60 bucks and a mainline nintendo game switch game is under 60 bucks you might they, get 55 I've, I've yeah, seen you that. might get 55 or 50. You'll get lucky on 50 because I know a lot if of it, If it's games. a five-year-old game, uh, 50, 55. <laughs> Mario games are relatively cheap right now. Uh, no one knows why, but you'll you'll probably find like a, like a Mario game around that price. You're hell, you're not going to find a Breath of the Wild. No under way. 50 no way. Unless it's used. Ugh. No way. I would say even used, you're still going to be paying about that much. <laughs> yeah. It, it's some... Um, uh, it's weird. Nintendo's always been the outlier. You can never judge anything industry-wise based on what Nintendo is doing. Yeah. And sometimes they 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 do like legitimately scummy things. Like I think the um the whole takedowns with the um with uh or the, the shutdowns ROMs. with the, the shutdowns. Well, the ROMs thing is another thing, but I was talking about them shutting down Smash and Splatoon tournaments. Oh, I think yeah. it was so clearly like a <laughs> like these people love your game let them love the game yeah or oh, if dude. you want to talk about the roms thing it's like yeah roms i i said about how much i hate pirating but there are some games that are physically impossible to play or, without roms I, I wouldn't say roms i would say nintendo's takedown for fan games more than fan games is also terrible listen if you don't if you underestimate how important fan games can be sometimes remember mother three has never been released in the U.S. Nope. The only English translation of that game, or I think one of them, I think there might have been a European translation, but the only American translation of the game in English was a fan's translation of the game. <clears throat> that was the only way Americans could play Mother 3 for the longest time. Or, um... Here's another fan game that's going to blow everybody's mind who doesn't know this already, who's not, like, already in the video game industry but knows esports. One of the one of the biggest titles, the second probably I want to say the second biggest esports title next to League of Legends. Nothing PC League of Legends that is the biggest esports title. Um, the second bigger biggest esports title is a first person shooter called Counter Strike. Yeah, most people don't know this, but Counter Strike started off as a fan mod from Half Life, the original Half Life. Oh yeah, I forgot about it. It was a fan mod that became its own title. <clears throat> Um, so did Team Fortress 2. Um, there's an else? importance to having a good community around your stuff because it just yeah. perpetuates creativity and it's the snowball of amazing stuff that people can make. Uh, and it sparks other things. Oh, uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, PUBG. Uh, no, not PUBG. It was, uh, what was the what was the fan made game from Arma that became super popular? Oh, Daisy, 
DayZ became super popular. It was a fan game from uh, Arma, the I, Arma series. To, to tackle the ROMs thing, like what I was saying earlier, was like there was a period where uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, that game was in, uh, was in rights limbo, and you literally could not play it on, yeah. for about a decade. That it, from yeah. for PS, unless you had a PS3 that had the game installed, you could not play the game. And Final it, Fantasy it, Seven, it just got re-released. Final Fantasy Seven was also in uh was in uh hell for a little while it, in like the mid two thousands. It it was crazy, and so, it so, was crazy. Yes, I get that. Like. I get. You gotta protect your you ha- IP. You have to protect your IP, but you don't have to spit in the face of the people who just want to play your game. Yeah. Um, make it easier. Licensing can be tricky sometimes. I totally get that. There. Um, you you want to hear my example of this? That I actually. The um. There is a Legend of Korra game, for that what came out on Xbox 360. It was actually a really good game. It allowed you unlocked all the bending. You could compete in pro bending tournaments. You went through this completely original story that took place between seasons two and three, I think. Uh, it, it was in the lore. It was. It all made sense. That game you cannot find it anymore. I actually think it is completely. It was taken down off Steam. Uh, I don't. It's not on any marketplace that I've seen. If you can find that game. Uh, please let me know because that game was amazing and I would love to play it again. But it oh. is physically impossible you wanna, to find. You talk, talk about something that affected me in the same way. Yeah. So there's this older, I say older, it's actually not super old. It was a PS3 title. Um, there's an older PS3 game. It was a Bleach game. It was, I remember this only, game. It was just the only way to actually experience Bleach at the show. Uh, and it was a fan fucking tastic it was a really really good game it followed all the way up to the on uh all the way up to the arancar arts our uh arc uh into uh into uh lost gnosis lost gnosis i can't pronounce that right mm-hmm. um until that part if anybody knows bleach you know what i'm talking about uh it kind of went all the way up to there um but god was it a good game and this was like probably early 2003 uh, I mean PS. I mean PS3. So this is probably early, early PS3. So uh, definitely an older game. Still holds up okay. Um, but like it was a really good game. You cannot find that game anywhere. And it wasn't that. It wasn't just like a like a Japanese release. It had an American release. You could not find that game anywhere. Hey, hey, Literally, y- 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 I've I've looked and it's like cost hundreds of dollars. Hey, hey Matt, you want you want to you want to <laughs> you want me to rub some salt in the wound? Oh god, sure, go for it. I have the game. It's on my shelf. Do you, do you know which game I'm talking about? Yeah, it's the bleach, the bleach game for PS3. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't realize it was worth that much either. It's it's worth a lot of money. Oh. <laughs> it's worth a lot of money. If well, we're talking about the same one, because there was more than one. Was there? there was okay, I might have one of the other ones. Well, I'll have does to it start. Does it have an R in it? Yes. Fuck. Well. <laughs> There, there, there's some i love it when i find out that i have rarer rare things that i didn't think about it's not crazy expensive but you could definitely sell it for, for a little bit of money then no i rather have the i rather have like the i find it cool that's why i collect things yeah you're you're be hard pressed to find that game 
It would be hard for us to find that game. Uh, I don't know why they didn't release it afterwards. Uh, or, like, I guess they stopped releasing it halfway through. And, like, the only way you can find it was used. Uh, back when, like, it was relatively new. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do know they had, like, a weird releasing... I guess it was a licensing issue with, uh, with the company. So... I think Bandai, I think it was Bandai Namco. It was. It. Yeah, yeah. It was a major publisher. It just, I guess, licensing issue happened and they had to that's like, happened a couple, like, take it off shelves. I know that's happened a couple times with Namco. It's also happened a lot with Capcom because they, especially with Marvel, Marvel vs. Capcom. Capcom's just kind of famous about that, though. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Capcom recently, Capcom's been kind of nailing it out of the park with the Resident Evil stuff, but like that's kind of all they got going from them nowadays. Yep, <laughs> the internet exploded about Resident Evil a few weeks ago. Oh, it did. I'm excited. Although... I'm excited for Resident Evil. It's just, it's. <laughs> I find it hilarious to watch the internet's reaction to a giant woman. Uh, Resident Evil Two. <laughs> yeah. You, you fucking delinquents. Resident Evil Two, the recent Resident Evil Two. Probably one of my most favorite recent games. Uh because it's just in general that game was amazing. If you play the recent Resident Evil 2, the remake of it, oh my god, is it so fun. I played that game more times than I can count. Have it's I not ever... my most favorite modern game, but it's definitely one of them. I ever have I ever told you that one of my favorite games of all time? This is an unpopular opinion, but I really love Resident Evil 5. It was good. It was good. It it's, wasn't bad. It's such a good action movie. <laughs> it's, you know, you know what the problem Resident Evil Five had is it, it was coming off the heels of Resident Evil Four. It was a good. You're game. You're not wrong. It was a good. Ga- it was a good multiplayer game. Me it, and my it's friend really used fun. To play that a lot. Res- um, it's a great multiplayer game. Do you want to know what my most favorite game is of all time? That actually maybe shock you, and maybe you'll understand why I love Resident Evil Two so much. Hmm. My favorite. Go, go ahead and guess it's i was i'll give you i'll give you a pretty the, big sa- the same vein as resident evil 2 uh similar it's a horror game silent uh, hill s game silent hill no close no. i do really enjoy the silent hill it's it's an older but not an old game um i'll give you a hint it was an xbox 360 title so xbox it was newer 64 game. given my age you would understand you'd be probably questioning about, i actually have no idea what you're talking about what is it bioshock Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Bioshock is my favorite game. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> of all time, I played that game religiously. Bioshock. Why? Bioshock is a good Can't franchise. It's a fantastic franchise. Um, two was, uh, one was amazing. Two was okay. Two was good. Three was was three was good. A bit of a departure, but it was good. I played one in Infinite, and that's all I played. Uh well I mean two two is pretty forgettable. <laughs> two was good though. I mean I the the DLC for two was amazing, but in general two was pretty forgettable. Uh, but yeah no, Bioshock is probably my by far my favorite game of all times, and I don't think that opinion is changing anytime soon. Um, I really enjoyed Prey because of that. Prey really hit some nostalgia filters. Um. Uh, but Bioshock 2, yeah, but I mean, not Bioshock 2. Bioshock is my favorite game of all time. I can't tell you why because I do not know. But I if just, you want to see my game, my favorite video game of all time, you can wait for that top ten to come out with Jake in like a few, like <laughs> two months. 
I love that plug. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah. a good plug. The that podcast, plug. it's recorded. I did it. <laughs> it's just it's not coming out until Jake's off to basic. So, yeah, it's a good plug. You can hear me talk about video games for a lot longer. Uh, I think it's a. I think it's about time we wrap this up. We, I, <laughs> it was funny. I it's been it's been two hours. <laughs> Shit. But I mean, we can talk. We can talk. Um, we can talk. We can ramble for a bit. And I know these. This was all over the place, but um, there's a reason I I wanted to have you on. It's because me and you would have the same uh idiot energy. <laughs> we are the definition of chaotic neutral. I was gonna say yeah, we are pretty. It it is yeah. It's hundred percent chaotic neutrals is what happened uh all right it was a fun podcast i really enjoyed it thank you yeah, so much and for you're always on, welcome back you're thank always you, welcome thank you. back unless uh, you know unless this episode tanks in which case uh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. this was the last time you ever hear him matt yeah. he's gonna go back into his dungeon yeah <laughs> we're actually taking down all the wandavisions that had mac mad in them <laughs> uh, uh do you have do you want to pu- plug I, plug i was gonna plug some stuff but that's okay yeah plug your uh, shit check out metro uh follow me on uh Twitch.tv slash Metro Live, uh, Metro Squad Live, uh, all spelled out. So Metro Squad Live. Also follow me on Twitch.tv slash Matica. Um, Matica is M A T T I C A. Um, follow me there as well if you want to watch some stuff. Uh, my YouTube is is the same as Matica with a K. Um, so yeah, check me out there. All right. All and right. If you want to see more Matt here, you can see him on the Wandavision commentaries. Or probably on this on probably on this podcast again in the future. Uh, probably other commentaries too, because I me and you watch a lot of movies. We do watch, As, and if you couldn't tell by the past two hours of talking about them, we also have been talking about doing a, a comic book podcast at some point. We should so, do that. We should do. But that. <laughs> I've got too many projects. I do too many podcasts as it is. That's fair. That's fair. Let's let's see how long I can keep this one going. <laughs> true, All right. True. Uh, it's been uh, it's been great having having me having me. Yeah. It's been great having me, hasn't it, Johnny? Yes, it has. <laughs> what I'm about to say, it's been great uh being on the podcast. I don't know where having came from, but it's great being on. The it's been great having it's a podcast. Great. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later. I did your sign off for you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> well, here's the thing about the podcast: it doesn't have a sign off. I just I fade oh. out.